Skis before we leave, you need to call me. Lock it up or cut it, you treat it like you don't want it. Rush it, do something, cause I'm tired of that nappy ass bun, but you ain't leaving with me. I was the handsome trash man with the law brass. Couple shorties chose still, trust me, all the rest. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. Church Boy Confessions, we're finally back. Uh, man, after two weeks, the last episode was two weeks ago because my goofy self forgot my laptop um, back in San Diego when I went home for a weekend. It was a great weekend, by the way. Um, that's where I got the interview done with Skis, um, whose music you just heard. That's my best friend since high school, and he's been doing the dang thing um, with his music. And uh, the company endorsed him, actually. The company endorsed him. Actually, like probably like last month or like two months ago. And honestly, since then, it's just been amazing to really just be able to support, you know, artists that is not only like representative of where I come from, Southeast Dago, but also one that's my best friend who I've been really wanting him to do his thing for a long time. So, man, shout out to Skis, a.k.a. James Scott. Love you, bro. So proud of you, man. Um but yeah, two weeks ago or last week, I forgot my laptop. So you didn't get a traditional episode of Church Boy Confessions, but you did get me up at 4 a.m. on Instagram talking about a whole bunch of stuff that had to do with boisterous winds, whatever that meant. Um, but yeah, you know, like I, I thank you for tuning in once again. It's Monday. It's a beautiful Monday, a beautiful day. Um, I hope you guys, you know, really see that, really see the beauty in what this beginning of the week is. You know what I'm saying? So today I want to talk about pretty much, I feel like I'm extending the conversation from last week on IGTV. Um, that episode's still there if you want to see it. The Boisterous Winds is what I called it. Um, just to talk about, you know, trusting God, but a certain facet of trusting God. Um, I want to talk about, you know, the the anxiety we get when God is silent. I, I don't know the name of this episode yet. It's probably going to name it something about, uh, you know, when, when God is silent, what to do when God is silent, um, something along those lines. Um, so I really want to talk about this because a lot of us can be dealing with it in our lives. Um, personally, the thing that I've been dealing with for the past two weeks has been other than forgetting my laptop. Thank God, like, you know, my dad shipped it out to me and everything. So that was covered. But um, something I've been dealing with for the past two weeks is planning out what August was going to look like. Um, August is a huge month for Unassociated, if you did not know. Why? Because it was last year, August 26th, that the site officially launched, our media platform officially launched, August 26th. And let me tell you something, that that was a great time in my life. And since then, I mean, doing this whole Unassociated thing, it's had its stressful moments, it has its very rewarding moments, but ultimately this has been the greatest period of my life doing this. I love to do it. This is my passion. This is my purpose. And I've already told you guys that I plan to do this for the remainder of the time that God has me on this earth. Why? Because this is the mission that he's given me. I have a purpose to uplift and show compassion to other people. And that's what we're doing with this company. Um, and I will say that this company is not even so much mine, but I even have people that come on board that have that same passion to, to help uplift others and spread a message out to the world. Um, and that's what we are doing. Unassociated, the team is doing. Um, so yeah, August 26th. So because August 26th is coming up so quickly, I actually had a big, I still want to keep it a little secret just because I don't want to give everything away yet, but 
we have something big coming planned for August 26th. So I had to plan something for August 3rd in order for that big thing on August 26th to happen, right? Um, and let me tell you, planning that big old August 3rd event has been one of the most stressful points of this entire summer. Why? Because it was very hard to coordinate so many people um, to be a part of the project. So this is what happened. I started off, you know, stressing out about everything because we had people that were able to attend, but then they would drop and then I needed more people. Um, and then some people dropped from that. And then I needed to commission certain people to, to provide their service at the event. And then nobody, I could get nobody to commission. And I just kept on going on this whole cycle of getting my hopes up. Everything's going to be good for August 3rd. And then getting disappointed. Everything's going to be good. And then getting disappointed until it was a Sunday uh, evening that I said, you know what, God, this is probably a test. I'm going to commit everything into your hands. And your word says in Proverbs chapter three, I believe it says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. and He will show you or he will guide you on the right path. I'm paraphrasing. Forgive me. Um, so I said, all right, God, I'm gonna challenge you on your word. Do what you got to do. Um, and when I gave that to him, that problem, that concern to him, my job is to now trust that God is going to take care of business, right? Uh, I mean, you're supposed to be trusting God. You're supposed to be having faith in, faith in God because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, you know, definitely I was distracted by the boisterous winds. And for those who don't know what that reference is, boisterous winds is basically anything in life that distracts you from focusing on God. Um, I was definitely distracted by the boisterous winds when I would be on those downsides of the cycles of getting disappointed and people dropping and people not being able to um, contribute. Um but every time I was down, I was reminded, hey, you gave it to God. Hey, you gave it to God. Hey, you gave it to God. And it's funny because I don't think that a lot of us, you know, when we first give things to God or when we first hear things from God, I think that the battle really comes when he starts to, he says something and then it goes silent. And then we feel like we need more instruction to do, to get done whatever we need to get done, right? Um, when in reality... When we talk about God's words, his words are yea and amen. His promises are yea and amen. And if God made a promise to you and God gave you a word, then you ought to believe it. So going off, you know, got to go, got to get to the word. Got to see where this is biblical. We're going to be reading today from Mark chapter four, verse 35 to 41. And this is a story, another storm story kind of like the boisterous winds um, and Jesus is in it and his disciples is in it. So let's read what this one was about. Starting from verse 40, 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith, talking about Jesus, he saith unto them, the disciples, let us pass over onto the other side. Make a note right there. Let us pass over onto the other side. That's what Jesus said. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part, talking about Jesus. He was in the hinder part of the, of the ship. Get this. Asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, the disciples, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said unto one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? 
May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Man, let's kind of break down this story step by step. So we get Jesus and his disciples. They're on one side of a lake or whatever, or the sea. And Jesus says, let's pass over to the other side. That's what Jesus said. Okay, cool. Jesus plans for us to get to the other side. When they get on the boat and they're in the sea, a whole bunch of storms and winds and everything just starts crashing into the boat and it looks like the boat is about to sink. And what is Jesus doing while all of this is happening? I mean, I'm, I'm only imagining that his disciples are running around screaming, trying to get um, the, the water out of the boat, doing as best as they can. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, as the scripture says, asleep on a pillow, <laughs> asleep on a pillow. So then Jesus, they wake Jesus up. And they say, don't you care that we're about to die? Don't you care that we perish and you're asleep here? And Jesus gets up, probably yawns or something. And he gets up and he probably cracks his knuckles and says, peace, be still. And everything is solved. But then Jesus rebukes his disciples and says, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And they were just in awe, like, wow. What manner of man is this? A certain part I want to highlight was the fact that what Jesus said in the beginning, let us pass over to the storm. Um, The fact of the storm actually, I mean, let's pass over to the other side. The fact that the storm actually existed and the fact that, you know, what his disciples reactions were to the storm and then the solution. God starts off with the word, right? You know, many, many of us may feel like God wants us to do something. God wants us to be something in the future. God had we've we given a problem, um, some type of thing that we're struggling with over to God. Right. And um, we're basically asking him to take care of it. Right. But then we stop hearing about God for a little bit. Right. This is when Jesus is asleep on the pillow. You know, we, we're we not hearing God every five minutes saying that, hey, I got you. 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 He, you know, God doesn't sleep or slumber, but this is we're talking about Jesus. But just bear with me. A, a Jesus being asleep is an analogy for God being silent. But Jesus, Jesus was asleep. And the storm came. It's funny because the storm came after Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Just like your problems may come. When God says, hey, I want you to be a doctor. Hey, I want you to be um, uh, some influencer who's going to lead people in the future. Hey, I want you to study hard and and do well in school. Hey, I want you to do to give to this person, whatever it is. It's like when God tells us to do something like the devil over overhears it and says, you know what? I have to stop so, so, and so from doing that at all costs. Notice that the wind came after Jesus told them what was going to happen. Understand that the devil is very smart. He's a very smart entity pers- person. Don't, don't underestimate him. The devil is not so much worried about your body or your flesh. The devil wants to attack something that's ever more valuable, and that's your faith. If he can get you to not believe that you are going to go where God wants you to go, that you are going to be who God wants you to be, he has succeeded. That's what he's going for. 
because he can he can try his best right and kill you Let, let's say that god is out the equation and satan just kills you then you go to heaven like if anything he's just making christians go to heaven faster that he, he gets no reward from that but he does get a reward he gets a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment when he keeps you away from god when he separates you from that relationship The wind and the waves, a great storm came right after God affirmed you. You have to be, you have to, you have to peep game. You have to see when, you know, it's really important to be able to recognize the devil's strategy sometimes. He's going for your faith. He's going for your belief. So the storm comes, you know. And pretty much everything that Jesus has said must have flown out of the disciples' minds. And let me tell you, I'm not here to judge the disciples for their reaction to the storm because that's how I react damn near every time. I'm not here for that. But according to the scripture, because Jesus rebuked them, the way that they responded was wrong. So let's say, let, let's talk about how how was the way that the disciples responded to the storm wrong. They said, Master, cares thou not that we perish? They didn't say, Hey, Jesus, you mind, you know, taking care of this for us, please? Be, be very attentive because they weren't rebuked because they asked God for help. It was how they responded to the storm and how they called upon God with zero faith. They didn't even really ask him, hey, can you fix the situation? He said, do you care? They questioned if God cared about them. That was one. And two, that we perish. They were convinced that they were going to die. And understand this. Life and the devil will try its best to contradict everything that God has told you. The disciples were convinced that they were going to die. And they asked Jesus, do you care? Because you're asleep right now. They were convinced. They completely forgot about everything that God has said before. And were convinced that, yep, it's time for us to be out of here. Understand that when the devil goes for your faith, you have to be able to tell him what God told you. You get to choose what you believe. You can believe what the devil says. You can believe what life says. You can believe, you know, the physical things, that's the situation and the physical things going around you, or you can believe God. You choose. But when you believe the devil, you believe, you know, the, the, the physical life situations that's, that you're going through, it only ends to disappointment. It only ends to depression. It only ends, ends to defeat. But when you focus on the truth, when you focus on God, when you focus on his promises, that's what leads you to your problems being solved. Jesus woke up after being silent and he rebuked them. He, he solved the problem and then he rebuked them. Why was Jesus asleep? Why did he feel like he didn't have to coach him? Why did he feel like he didn't have to be awake while all that was happening to constantly remind him that everything was going to be okay? Why? 
Because we are expected to believe that when God says something, it is yea and amen. God is not a liar. When God says something, it's going to happen. It is. So maybe God is silent in your life right now. Maybe you haven't heard from him in a long time. And you are begging, please, God, say something to me. And you're not hearing anything. Maybe, just maybe, while you're going through all you're going through in life, God already said how you're going to get through. Maybe he has already assured you that you're going to get through. But you just forgot the sentence. Or maybe you've never read it. Because let me tell you, in this Bible, there's hundreds of things that God has said to you and me on how he is going to fix our lives. How he's going to make us whole. How we are more than conquerors. And, you know, I love to say that we are more than conquerors in all things through Christ. How we are victors. How God holds preeminence in all things. It's all here. God has had said God has said so many things, but we just forget it or we just not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we get distracted from it and we just lose focus. It's tying back to the boisterous winds. The devil is going for your faith. God has already said what he said. And when you know that, when you know that. Oh, my goodness. My phones are going crazy. God has already said what he said, right? And the devil heard what he said too. God said what he said and he's confident in what he said. You need to be confident in what God said too. It's easy for us to get distracted and start focusing on other things, everything but God. But let me tell you, when you do that, that's when your boat sinks, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. This Christian life, or maybe you're not a Christian, whatever. But this life that we live is more spiritual and mental than it is physical. And by finding out what he's already said about your situation. He's already said you've been healed. He's already said you have strength. He's already said a lot of things. Maybe... The reason why you're going through what you're going through or the reason why what you're going through hurts so much is because you are not knowledgeable of what God has already said about your situation. When God is silent, we still have instruction. And that instruction is to remain faithful. That instruction is to take his word for it. Take God's word for it. The boisterous winds will come. A whole grip of problems, a whole grip of distractions will come because of like just like we saw in the text, when God said what he wanted to happen, the, the devil came to try and make you think that it wouldn't happen. We saw this. We, we read this in the Bible. This event happened over 2000 years ago. What you're going through is not new. The devil, you know, old dog, you can't teach the old dog new tricks. I don't, I don't know if you could teach the devil new tricks, but he's reusing the same tricks, reusing the same tactics. You see it happening to disciples. It could be happening to you right now. 
When God is silent, find out what he said last. Because that's probably what's going to remind you how to stay on track. That's probably going to re-inspire you. That's probably going to be the reason why you get through. So with that being said, we're going to move into our confessions. Right now, I want to confess over your life peace. You could be going through a lot right now. A lot of things that you haven't expressed to other people. A lot of things that just really weigh you down, especially when you go to sleep. Or especially when, you know, you're, you're out with other people and you feel like you can't be yourself. And you try to reach out to all these different people, but they're not really giving the great, greatest advice. And you're not hearing from God. But now you're knowledgeable of what it takes to get through your situation. And you're going to get through your situation. You're going to remember what God has said. You're going to read up on what God has said about your situation. And you're going to be filled. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be strengthened. Because God has not left you. He's not forsaken you. And he never will. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you sin against him. He will never leave you and, and forsake you. God has got your back. Now you have to believe that. And you sure will. In Jesus' name, amen. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Man, I'm telling you, stay prayed up. Stay reading that word. Get your mind right. Get your spirit right. Do something nice for somebody else this week. Challenge yourself this week and have faith. Just ridiculous blind faith. You know what I'm saying? That situation that you got right now, that you got going on right now, maybe it's going to be solved this week. Have faith that it's already taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. I promise because I will not forget my laptop. And I put that on period. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. To who I am, it's the insult to my injury. So if you ask me about it, don't mind the funny energy. I want you to remember me. And in my hair, stage before we leave, you need to call me. Lock it up and cut it. You treat it like you don't want it. Brush it, do something, cause I'm tired of that nappy ass bun. But you ain't leaving with me looking like a bum. Nope. Skis before we leave, you need to call me. Lock it up and cut it. You treat it like you don't want it. Brush it, do something, cause I'm tired of that nappy ass bun. But you ain't leaving.